Charlotte. It's Shelby. It's Riley. And And it's it's time time to smut up and listen. Just a reminder for today's episode and all future episodes, our opinions are subjective. We don't advocate for kink shaming or author shaming. This is all in good smutty fun. Enjoy. Today's episode trigger warnings are mental health struggles, attempted suicide, and explicit sexual content. Today's book is Eyes on Me by Sarah Kate. And how many stars did you give it on Goodreads, Shelby? I give it three and a half, but I can't say why or else it will spoil. What? Okay. I gave it a four because it doesn't bother me. Oh my God. Okay. Do you know why she gave it a three and a half? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I think you're, I think you're quite literally about to find out. I tried to find a quote that would capture the essence of the book without giving it away. But first of all, you find out in the very beginning and also the quote, I got to pick the one. Oh. My quote for you, Riley, is, I want to fill you up. I want you so full of my cum, it drips out of you forever. Forever. I don't want that. No, thanks. (laughs) And my quote is, you're bratty as fuck. And I don't know if I want to strangle you or shut you up with my cock in your mouth. But seeing that photo of you tonight put me over the edge, Mia. I don't care that you're my stepsister and I don't give a fuck that you're a cam girl. <laughs> oh, it's like that. It's like It's that. like a, no, stepbrother. Help me, stepbro. I'm stuck. <laughs> oh my god, I'm stuck <laughs> in the washer. <laughs> That's why I gave it three and a half stars. Okay, so my, I have a big thing against like blood relationships. I think most people do actually. Blood relationships. <laughs> hot take but i'm not into incest (laughs) don't be mad (laughs) please don't don't yell at me (laughs) but yeah still not feeling this but i understand somewhat why people are into it like it's taboo it's like probably the number one trending porn like i somewhat get it but with my own step siblings i'm like oh no thank you especially if you like grow up with them so the step sibling thing doesn't bother me because i don't have any siblings that's true no real siblings true, true, true. no yeah. step siblings so i'm not like Ugh. okay so we start in our male main character's pov his name is garrett and it's actually the same prologue from praise just from his pov so they're in the bar the group of guys when they start talking about wishing there was a place to meet up with people who shared the same sexual desires that they have and he's having a hard time finding someone who's accepting of his voyeurism kink and all of his potential hookups ditch him once they find out what he's into he gets a call the next morning from emerson do you remember emerson yes emerson was the main dude last book correct yes Yes. okay yes and garrett was like his bud business partner type thing Mm -hmm. yeah so he gets a call the next morning from emerson telling him that the company that they work for is filing for bankruptcy and he wants garrett to be the face of the company and the man with the ideas and the salacious players club is officially born yeah we switch to present day he's watching a couple fuck on a bed in one of the viewing rooms at the club and taking mental notes on where to move the furniture around for people to get the best angle he curates everything perfectly to give both the performers and the audience the best experience possible and he gets a text from his mom asking him to join them at the family lake house this week his mom and his stepdad go on an annual trip to this lake house and always invite him to come along but he never does because of his younger stepsister mia (gasps) and mia is 23 and garrett is 36 oh Okay, a little gap there. Yeah. Yeah, a slight age gap. Not as much as Charlie and Emerson, though. Yeah, that's true. So Garrett thinks Mia's a spoiled brat and prefers to stay away from her at all costs. His mom guilts him by texting him that he hasn't been out to the lake house in years. So Garrett's like, well, I'll think about it. And his mom tells him that Mia is bored up there without him. And he says if he wanted to get hissed at, he'd get a cat. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. His mom then guilts him further by saying his stepdad would really like to see him. And we find out that his stepdad has been in and out of the hospital for bowel cancer. So the guilt trip actually kind of works this time. I mean, be there for your dad. His stepdaddy. Oh, yeah. He's got cancer in the booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> One of the guys comes up to remind him about their weekly drink night. And Garrett is hesitant to go because he's the only one of the group not in a relationship. And the dynamic isn't the same as it was when they were all younger. So he's like the, how many guys are there? He's like the 11th wheel. Yeah. Well, because we have Hunter and his wife, Isabel. Then we have Drake, the construction worker, Emerson and Charlie. And then we have the girl too. Madam Kink. Aha. But the other girl that helped them like do the founding Maggie or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that she had a partner. I don't know. He just said that he doesn't like to go because of all the partners that are there. Garrett decides to go anyway. And Charlotte starts to ask him if he wants to watch her and Emerson fuck in one of the rooms sometime. But Emerson shuts it down immediately. So everybody knows that he has this voyeurism kink. So she's just like, you want to watch? You can watch if you want. He hangs for a round of drinks, but is just staring at his phone the entire time and not really engaging in any of the conversation. So he calls it a night early and goes home where he puts on some PJs and considers subscribing to a sex chat service because nothing feels real anymore. He's having a rough time. He really is. But I mean, if you want to subscribe to something like that, do it. Yeah, why not? Nothing wrong with that. We switch to Mia's POV. She's in the basement of her parents' lake house, video chatting with the client, wearing nothing but a black lace panty set. It's getting hot and heavy, and then there's a knock on the door of her client's office, and he tells her they're going to have to cut this short. She gets off the call and scrolls on her phone for a little while, and she's new to this whole cam girl thing, and she's really good at it. Yeah, she has described it being top-tier cam girl material. All right. Mm-hmm. She's charismatic. She's hot. I bet they make so much fucking money. Oh, I'm sure. She likes what she does, and she gets paid well for it, but her family thinks that she does data entry. Her parents are out on the lake, so she throws on some clothes and goes upstairs to make an iced coffee, and she looks down to see she's getting a FaceTime from her stepbrother, Garrett. Garrett. And this is really odd to her because she he's never been nice to her a day in his life. But she answers and he's in just a towel and very clearly just got out of the shower. He tells her not to hang up and asks how her dad is doing. And she says that he's doing the same. Not good. Not bad. He's got cancer. Yeah. She asks him if he's coming out to the lake and he says the club just opened three months ago. So he doesn't think he has the time. She tells him that it's only a few hours to drive out there and he can stay for the weekend. And he asks why she wants him to come out there so badly. She says because she thought he'd like to see their dad before things get worse and Garrett makes a comment about how hitting on her own stepbrother is a little desperate and asks if it's that hard to find guys that will date her so he's just being a dick yeah honestly this upsets her because she really does want him to come out and see her because and we got a bomb drop she's in love with oh my god how (laughs) how she's been in love with him does it ever say like how long they've been brother and sister for so she was eight uh-huh. and he was 21 see oh i don't know <laughs> they justify it by being like well he was never like in the house with them i mean yeah, he was already grown up and moved out that's true but isn't that like isn't it a little crazy though like he met her when he was an adult she was a child but he wasn't like that's a hot child i mean that's true that's true but she was like that's a hot dude that's true she said that she's been in love with him since she started liking boys. Okay, all right. Mia hangs up on Garrett and thinks to herself that she needs to get over this whole thing with him because he sees her as a little sister while she sees him as the love of her life. 
Oh, Mia. I don't understand why, because he's literally never been nice to her one time. No, no. He's been mean her entire life. And it sounds like he doesn't like hang around. So like, when did you, when did you develop these feelings, little miss? I mean, she knows him, but like, yeah, I don't know. We switch back to Garrett's POV. He's at home drunk and alone, scrolling through cam girl apps on his phone, looking for the least sleazy looking one. Uh He downloads one and starts browsing through the girls that are live streaming, trying to find the perfect one to talk to. And he sees someone called wicked kitten 214 and she's showing off her cute little pedicure and when he hears the girl talk he feels like she sounds awfully familiar oh who could it be (laughs) i don't know the girl sets the phone up to show off her body and he realizes that he knows the clothing that she's wearing and the room that she's in he spills beer all over his lap and he realizes that it's mia He says, little sis, what are you doing? Little oh, sis. <laughs> Cute toes, little sis. Sis, banging bod. <laughs> he watches for a second and closes out of the live stream and tries to find someone else, but he can't stop thinking about how his little sister is a cam girl. <laughs> so he clicks back into the live stream. He's like, I gotta watch this. He's like, I can't believe this. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> He's drunk and feeling possessive of her, so he requests a private chat with her. And the private chat is $450 an hour, but he doesn't care. Mia sees a notification pop up on her screen and tells her 21,000 viewers that she's going to go to bed. And then Garrett sees that she accepted his invite. So private chat, it's still a video call, right? So he denies the camera and microphone access and just like types in a little box. But she's on cam. Gotcha. So the private chat starts. She pops up on the screen and says that he can just type into the chat box, but she'll get him to open up eventually. She carries the phone around her room and he's admiring her in a way that he never has before. He never realized how truly beautiful she was before. She asks him his name and he types Drake. Liar. The first name he thinks of is just Drake. So Drake is one of the guys that works at the club. He's the construction guy. I remember because he hit on, what's her name? Charlie. He's like the Greek god, blonde, long hair, beautiful man. Yeah. She puts the phone on a tripod and lays on the bed and he starts to get hard looking at her and he is like appalled at himself. He's disgusted. He's like, you are disgusting motherfucker, but he's just (laughs) getting a boner. She says she's going to change into her pajamas and asks if he wants her to do it on or off camera. She holds up two pajama sets and asks him to pick the red ones or the blue ones, but he types, neither. She tells him that in order for her to be naked on stream, she needs to be able to see him. So he runs to his bed and angles the phone down so she can just see his body without showing his face and he turns the video on. She tells him he has a great body and asks what he wants to see. And he tells her to turn around, touch her toes, peel off her thong, and show him everything. Oh, he's not even (laughs) like tiptoeing in it he's like i want to see your no. bare fucking pussy <laughs> show me that <laughs> asshole i want to see your taut ring of muscle <laughs> she says that she'll need to see more of him to even it out and he angles the phone down further to show her his rock hard dick under his boxers keeping the camera angled toward my cock i watch as she does as i said turning around she hinges at the hips and bends slowly giving me a delicious view of her ass the black fabric of her bra and panties contrast against her pale flesh as she slides her thong down her legs. My hand strokes my cock on its own as I stare at the perfection of her tight, puckered hole. (laughs) (laughs) Just above the glistening skin of her moist folds. Wow, two disgusting words in a row. (laughs) She's wet. Does she always get wet on these calls? Nope. 
It's for me, I chant in my head as my stroking picks up speed. <laughs> no, she doesn't get wet for anyone else. But <laughs> She's her never bro. been wet before in her life. <laughs> Keep it in the family. Her bro. Ew. <laughs> Mia tells Garrett that she wants to see him come, and he types for her to get on the bed and play with her clit. She's coming first. She tells him that she will if he turns the audio on so she can hear the sounds he makes when he comes. She unclasps her bra from somewhere between her breasts, and they spring free. Suddenly, my feisty stepsister <laughs> is splayed out on her pretty white bed, naked and perfect. All for me. I drink up the sight as I will myself not to blow. Not yet. <laughs> Don't worry, when you finally forget that they're step-siblings and you're like, oh, this is a good smutty part, it reminds you. Yeah, so they really lean into the step-siblings. Every two pages, it's like step-brother, (laughs) step-sister. She starts to play with her clit and he strokes himself, making sure his moans are a few octaves lower than his normal voice so she won't recognize it. I'm gonna come, she says, her voice strained. Stroke harder, Drake. And I do. I'm handling my cock so hard. I'm surprised it doesn't break. (laughs) What the (laughs) fuck? just like, (laughs) finger yourself, I tell her, and she gasps for a minute at the sound of my voice. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh my god, does she know? She says that she wishes he were here to do it for her, and he doesn't think that she recognized his voice. They stare at each other on the screen and come at the same time. Mia sits up and says that that was a good way to end her day, and he feels shame wash over him and immediately closes out of the app. (laughs) You should be ashamed. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I feel shame. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The next day at the club, he confesses what he did to Emerson, since he thinks Emerson is the only one who will understand. Garrett tells him that he feels like he needs to go out to the lake house so he can remind himself that there's absolutely no chemistry between him and his stepsister (laughs) so he can forget this whole thing ever happened emerson is super supportive and is like dude go you need a break from work spend time with your family and maybe fuck your stepsister and then come back in a week (laughs) does he really say that yeah he's like just go for it i'm i'm dating someone like 20 years younger than me do it do something crazy literally dating my son's ex-girlfriend so (laughs) you're talking to the wrong guy dude So Garrett immediately leaves and heads to the lake. He's like, say less. I'm going. He's like, I'm gonna fuck her. (laughs) When he pulls up, his parents immediately rush up and hug him, telling him that they're so glad he made it out there. He notices that Mia's dad looks pretty gaunt and about 20 pounds lighter than the last time he'd seen him. Mia comes out of the house and Garrett immediately looks over and sees that she's wearing a bikini top and the world's shortest short shorts. Oh, little sis. (laughs) Little sis. (laughs) She asks what he's doing here and says that her video chat must have been pretty convincing and he freaks out for a second before realizing that they'd FaceTimed before the whole cam girl situation. (laughs) Riley just had a heart attack. (laughs) She walks up to him and he gives her a super awkward hug and as she pulls away, he catches her gaze lingering on his mouth. She says that she came outside to go for a walk and Garrett volunteers to go with her because he doesn't want her live streaming her walk and masturbating for strangers in the woods. He doesn't say that, but that's why. Mia's hesitant, but says sure, and both of their parents are stoked that they seem to be getting along. Uh-huh. Never happened before. They are getting along. We switch to Mia's POV. She asks him why he suddenly decided to come spend time with them all of a sudden, and he says he wants to see how her dad is doing, and she asks why he's fine. He says that his mom told him that her dad wasn't doing the best, but thinks it may have just been a ploy to get him to come out. They start walking, and she asks 
she asks what he does to relax and he says that he likes running and she says running is about as relaxing as sex and Garrett says that sex is relaxing and she tells him that if it's relaxing he's doing it wrong. He asks what makes her the sex expert and she notices that he almost seems angry at this conversation. Like, what do you know? <laughs> you fucked before? <laughs> Who? <laughs> What's his name? So I can beat his ass but only because you're my sister not because I'm jealous. <laughs> He tells her that running is relaxing because of the way it makes him feel after. If she's not relaxed after sex, then she hasn't been satisfied properly. He says that if she finds someone who can experience her pleasure as if it's their own and make her come hard enough to see stars, that is relaxing. And she says, oh, someone like you? And he just laughs it off and says, very funny. This is the least sibling conversation I've ever heard yes. of. Never. I would never discuss anything close to this at all with no. my brother. Never. <laughs> no. <laughs> they keep walking and by the end of it it's almost like they're getting along yeah we know why <laughs> we switch to garrett's pov when they get back their dad makes burgers for everyone and when they're done eating garrett goes down to the basement to get settled he gets the urge to check the cam girl app even though he thinks there's no way that mia's camming right now since he knows their parents are at the house and her room is only two doors down from theirs but he opens it and he sees that wicked kitten 214 is live of course she is he clicks into the live stream and sees her laying on her bed, drawing in her journal, talking to the stream about how she used to want to be an artist as a kid. She flips the journal around to show the camera what she's drawn, and it's a super shitty drawing of a cat, <laughs> and says that it obviously never worked out and laughs. I thought that part was funny. It's just like a stick figure cat, and she's like, see? I'm good, right? <laughs> Despite the fact that she's in the same house as him, he clicks the button to request a private chat for $450 again. I mean, he's got money, huh? He's $900 deep on watching his stepsister jerk off. And he could just go upstairs. I know. He could could literally just go in that room and be like, want to fuck? She'd be like, yes. Oh my God, I'm in Finally. And I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) Mia says goodbye to her viewers and accepts the request. He declines video and audio again and Mia appears on the screen saying, hello again, Drake. Garrett tells her that he just wants to talk and get to know her, so she tells him all the stuff that he already knows about her childhood, and he asks her if she's happy doing this cam girl stuff. She says she is, she's good at it, and she just wishes she could connect with people like this in person. She flips it around and says she wants to know more about him and asks what he does for work, and he lies and says construction. And that's what Drake does at the club. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, doesn't Drake do that? He's just taken on Drake's whole ass persona. Mia asks him when was the last time he had a girlfriend and he types that it's been a long time he prefers to watch so he's like i don't need to fuck as long as there's someone fucking in front of me i'm good yep i'm good that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) she asks him if he'd rather watch her or touch her and he types that he'd love to fucking touch her she leans back on the bed and tells him to pretend that her hands are his and tell her what to do with them he decides if he's gonna tell her what to do he's gonna use his voice so he turns his mic on he keeps his voice low and gravelly and tells her to slide off her bikini top and pinch her nipples until it hurts he tells her to keep one hand on her breast and slide the other down her body slowly. My cock is leaking in my shorts as I watch her touch herself, moving at a deliciously <laughs> slow pace as she drags her fingers over her belly, leaking. Ew. In his shorts. 
<laughs> Take off your shorts then, Garrett. Show me how wet you are. I whisper and I pray my voice is masked enough, but since she's still touching herself and not running down the stairs to confront me, I'm going to assume it's enough. My eyes don't leave the screen as she slips her eager hands into her shorts and I watch her face as she makes contact with her pussy. Her mouth falls open and her eyes shut halfway. Then she slowly pulls the hand out of her shorts, showing me the moisture coating her fingers and I let out a guttural moan. She's like, look, (laughs) see? Look what I got. See, I'm wet. (laughs) (laughs) A moan slips out and he realizes that he didn't mask his voice, but it doesn't seem like she's noticed. He tells her to taste herself and he's rock hard and doesn't know if he can resist from jerking off during this. Does that taste good, kitten? I ask, the sexy pet name just rolling off my tongue. She whimpers, sucking on her finger as she nods. Are you wet for me? Yes, she moans. Little kitten. I am so tired of kittens being brought into these smutty books. (laughs) I know, right? Kittens are sweet and innocent. Keep them out of this. Leave them alone. (laughs) A notification pops up on his screen telling him that the hour is up and he's going to have to pay another $450 to keep going. I have to go, I whisper, but I want you to make yourself come after the call. Imagine it's my fingers in your sweet cunt, okay? Yes, she replies obediently. Will you send me a picture of your wet pussy after you come? Without hesitation, she replies, yes. That's my good kitten. With that, she smiles, her cheeks flushed with arousal. You like it when I call you that, I ask. Lips parted and eyes on the screen, she nods. Yes. Crazy. I wouldn't like that, I don't think. I no. would absolutely hate it. You like that, kitten? Kitten. Meow. <laughs> Garrett tells Mia he'll see her tomorrow, and as soon as the screen goes blank, he immediately starts jerking off, coming all over his own chest, knowing that Mia is upstairs coming too. <gasps> oh my god. We switch to Mia's POV. She'd done exactly as Drake asked and made herself come and then sent him a picture. She's super, super into this mystery man. She tosses and turns afterward, thinking about how weird things are with Garrett and how he's never going to see her as anything more than his annoying little sis. There it is. (laughs) She gives up on trying to sleep and walks down to the living room and finds Garrett sitting on the couch watching TV. He lifts his blanket, inviting her to sit next to him, so she does, but she keeps about a foot of space between them. They watch Golden Girls together, and when the commercial break comes on, she looks over to see Garrett looking almost forlorn. She asks if he's okay, and he says, yeah, and changes the subject, asking what's new with her. Any new ventures? She says that she's not going to talk about that with him just so he can make fun of her for her failing at something else again. And tears start to form in her eyes. And she says, for his information, she's doing something new that she's really good at. And she's making enough money to move out of their parents' house. And he says, oh yeah, doing what? And it seems really harsh. She says, never mind, and goes to get off the couch. But he grabs her arm and says she's being a brat and to just answer the question. She refuses and tries even harder to get up. But he pulls her down and she's now sitting on his lap. He asks what she's hiding because he doesn't believe for a second that she's doing data entry. And she goes to slap him in the face, but he's too fast for her and flips her over, pinning her down on the couch with his body settled on her back. He asks why everything has to be a fight with her because she's so goddamn feisty. And she says, me, you're the one laying on me like you want to fuck me. And he says, trust me, brat, if I wanted to fuck you, I would. Uh, (laughs) No. As their parents are just up there. Upstairs sleeping. Peacefully. They're married parents. I'm so glad that our kids are getting along. Yeah, you want to fuck me? (laughs) 
she can't tell if it's her imagination or not but she thinks she feels his hips grind onto her ass and she can definitely feel that he has an erection he growls into her ear that on second thought a little hate sex might be fun and she grinds her ass back into him and whispers his name and he tells her to just say the word and he'll get off of her she lifts her head off the couch and their mouths are only an inch apart he grabs her hands with his so their fingers are intertwined over her head and grinds into her which causes her to let out a moan he asks her again what her new job is and she refuses to tell him and he asks if she wants him to touch her as his hand grazes over her lower stomach and she's hella soaked hella soaked this moved so fucking fast <laughs> yes yeah it does <laughs> and mia says mm-hmm. he says then he has to tell her and she says no again so he gets off of her stands up and says that she can't receive something if she's not willing to give something in return she runs back upstairs calling him an asshole and he tells her that if she changes her mind he'll be down here waiting we switch to garrett's pov he goes on a grueling 11 mile run to clear his mind from the shame of last night he really 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 wants to fuck mia at this point yeah he's like this is not working out how i planned i actually want to fuck her i wanted to come out here and be like nah dog that's my little sister you knew it was gonna happen you knew it you fucking (laughs) knew knew. (laughs) as he finishes running he sees mia doing paddleboard yoga on the lake with his mom he feels relieved that she looks relaxed so he thinks maybe last night isn't fucking with her head like it is his her mom says she's happy to see him running again and that garrett can take her place because she's gonna go inside and mia looks at garrett and it's like really awkward yeah (laughs) they start doing yoga together and garrett can't balance on his paddleboard so mia guides him through taking deep breaths and finding his balance Once he gets the hang of it, she asks if he's going to apologize for attacking her last night, and he tells her that she didn't seem to mind. She says, yeah, exactly, you totally messed with my head and almost took advantage of me. He says that her pussy was practically searching for his dick, and she denies it. (laughs) He mimics how she moaned when he was on top of her. So he's like, eh! He's like, that's not how you sounded. That's how you sounded. She says he caught her at a weak moment and he accuses her of being thirsty for it. Oh my. (laughs) So she tells him that he's the thirsty one. And Garrett's like, it's been a long time since I've slept with anyone. So I want to fuck my sister. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. (laughs) Mia tells Garrett that they're never, ever, ever going there. Mia, shut up. (laughs) They keep on doing their yoga and she reaches over to touch his arm and says that she's sorry. She just can't help herself and he asks what she means before she shoves him into the water and laughs hysterically (laughs) a sibling love oh just siblings so cute (laughs) we switched to mia's pov their parents are going out for dinner and tell mia and garrett to meet them at the bar later on that night mia thinks that getting garrett a little buzz will help loosen him up a bit so she's totally down she says she's gonna go shower and they make eye contact just before she heads upstairs and she decides to be a little bit ballsy and leave the bathroom door open just to see what happens oh she gave him fuck me eyes she did she's like i'm gonna go shower winky winky and he said (laughs) without me (laughs) (laughs) she gets undressed and starts to think about what drake told her about being a voyeur and loving to watch other people the steam fogs up the clear shower doors and she can't tell if he's looking at her but pretends that he is she detaches the shower head and masturbates with it thinking about a drake garrett hybrid little does she know honestly when she gets out of the shower garrett opens the door and walks toward her and she's wondering what's about to happen since she's just in a towel he walks toward her and stops about an inch away from her and 
she drops the towel, leaving her completely naked in front of him. The balls on this woman! He smiles and says, sorry, we're out of soap downstairs, and leaves the bathroom, but not before looking her naked body up and down. And she is really confused. Yeah, I'm confused. (laughs) You should be. (laughs) They get to the bar and meet their parents who are drinking with a young man. And Garrett's mom introduces Mia to the new guy. His name is Reese. And they all sit down and Mia can see Garrett staring at her with a clenched jaw. She introduces Mia as her daughter and Garrett is like, she is not your daughter. And Mia doesn't know if he's mad because he's jealous of the relationship she has with his mom or because of the sexual tension between the two of them. But she chats with Reese and there's not really any chemistry between the two of them. So she orders two shots of Fireball and I was just put barf. Yeah, disg- why would that be anyone's shot of choice? It's hers. I don't know. She loves it. No. I mean, she's only 23, so. Well, that's fitting. Yeah. And she gets ready to sing some karaoke and this Reese guy is not into either of those things and is like, I don't want a shot of Fireball. I do not drink Fireball. And she's like, don't worry. Both of these shots are for me. I love to drink. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm actually currently doing my 12 steps. <laughs> I'm going to a meeting after this. <laughs> We switch to Garrett's POV and he's watching Mia sing Dancing Queen terribly and looks over to see Reese watching her all judgy. Yeah. He's like, ew. Get the (laughs) fuck out of here, Reese. Their parents decide to leave once Mia comes back to the table and they try and get Garrett to come with them so Mia and Reese can get to know each other. But Garrett is like, nah, I'll stay. He goes back to find Mia laughing at something Reese said and he is not happy. We find out that he actually did sneak a peek at her in the shower earlier that night, but he tells himself he's not even jealous liar okay garrett yeah mia is called back to the stage to sing the next song she requested and it's criminal by fiona apple i don't know this song me either i don't either when she gets up she starts to sing and sway to the beat and garrett is like damn that's sexy (laughs) so i think it's like a slower song He looks over to see Reese, who is just scrolling on his phone, and Garrett is like, fuck this guy. And he decides that he's just going to go for it. He's going to fuck his stepsister. All right, way to make a definitive choice. We love it. When Mia comes back, he pulls her close to him and tells her to leave with him. And she says she's on a date, and maybe she likes seeing him jealous. So Garrett orders a round of shots for the table. And surprisingly, this time, Reese takes one. They all get crazy drunk, and Reese starts to get a little bit more flirty with Mia. Garrett's pissed and excuses himself to the bathroom. And while he's tinkling, he hears Reese in the hallway on the phone telling one of his friends that he's on a date with a cam girl. He says that it's for sure Wicked Kitten, and once he gets her away from her creepy brother, he's gonna fuck her and try and film it. Oh, beat his ass, Garrett. Beat his ass. Yeah, Reese is nasty. Garrett immediately storms over and snatches Reese's phone, telling him to keep his hands off of Mia or he'll snap them off. Reese tells him that he's obviously a pervert that wants to fuck his sister, and Mia comes up and tells Garrett to back off. She goes to make sure Reese is alright, but she looks down at his phone to see a naked picture of herself on the screen. Garrett tells him to delete it now, but Reese tells Mia to leave with him, and he'll pay whatever her hourly rate is. She's not a hooker. No. What the fuck? Garrett punches Reese right in the jaw, and Mia screams, fuck you at Reese, as her and Garrett book it. Mia runs all the way back to the house with Garrett chasing after her. So it sounds like they're in a town where they can kind of just like walk everywhere. Yeah. When they get to the yard, he grabs her and she tells him to leave her alone. And she says she doesn't want any shit about the photo or being a cam girl. So just stop. 
She says all he does is give her shit up until this week and he's being weird as fuck. She says Reese was right. He does want to fuck her, but she can't figure out why. You're bratty as fuck and I don't know if I want to strangle you or shut you up with my cock in your mouth. But seeing that photo of you tonight put me over the edge, Mia. I don't care that you're my stepsister and I don't give a fuck that you're a cam girl. All right. Truth is out. (laughs) Yep. Their mouths crash together and they start making out and grinding on each other. Mia reaches down to his belt and he grabs the back of her thigh to pull her up onto him and he grinds his hard dick against her. He carries her to the back entrance of the house that goes into the basement and he tells her that he fucking needs her. She says she needs him too as he lays her down on the bed and she says she wants to do a truth for a truth and asks him if he watched her in the shower today and he says yes. Do you like that baby? You want me watching you while you make yourself come? She bites her lip as she replies, "Uh uh-huh. Good because I like watching you Mia. I like watching you play with this pretty pussy. It's too easy to drag her panties and shorts to the side to access the wet lips of her cunt. And I love the way her soft, hairless skin feels against my hand. Hairless? <laughs> what a weird... Because she's a child. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> like... When I find her clit, I muffle her cries with my mouth, kissing her hard as I circle the sensitive nub. Her hips grind against my hand, lifting from the bed. They're doing the damn thing. God, without even entering her, I can feel how tight she is. I can't help myself as I dip my middle finger in and holy fuck, it's almost too tight to get one finger in. She whimpers, still grinding her hips upward toward my hand. That feels so good. You're so fucking tight, Mia. I growl into the skin of her neck. Her response is a delicious laugh that I feel through the kiss against her throat. Well, that's what I was trying to tell you. That's my truth. What is it? Here it is. It's coming. I know it's coming. (laughs) That you're tight? I reply with a laugh that I'm a virgin, you idiot. (laughs) They're always a virgin. (laughs) They're always a virgin. How do you guys feel about the virgin? Um, I think it's overplayed. I do too. I don't know why. It gives me kind of the ick. Yeah, let the girl be experienced. Yeah. Yeah, why can't she be? Why is she always like this helpless little woman? Why does her first, like, fuck have to be her stepbrother? (laughs) (laughs) He immediately stops her and tells her that she can't lose her virginity to her 36-year-old stepbrother. He's got a point. Yep. Got a point, for sure. (laughs) He says that they're both drunk and need to sleep it off before they begin to approach this situation. And she pouts, but basically passes out as soon as her head hits the pillow. We switch to Mia's POV. She wakes up next to a sleeping Garrett the next morning, and she decides that she's just going to touch his dick. As soon as she wraps her hand around it he jolts away and gets on top of her and she tells him that they're not drunk anymore and he says yeah but you're still a virgin (laughs) (laughs) that's never gonna change until she fucks someone he rolls off of her saying that he's not the one that she wants to lose her virginity to and mia gets up and says that she finally figured him out this is all a joke to him he just wanted to get her all hot and bothered for him so he could turn her down and laugh about it she says it's not fair for him to get in the middle of her being on a date and then turn her down and she's done letting him torture her and storms out of the room. She runs up to her room and flops onto her bed and gets her phone out of her pocket and she sees it's almost dead but logs into her cam girl app. She really wants to talk to Drake. He's offline but she sends him a message anyway and she says no charge she just wants someone to talk to and he writes back saying he's here and she can talk to him about anything. She says that she thinks she's in love with her stepbrother. Oh shit. Yeah. Drake takes a while to write back but asks if her stepbrother knows how she feels and she says no and he asks if she thinks the stepbrother has any feelings for her in return and she says no they almost slept together last night but he turned her down and she's humiliated and Drake 
Drake says, I'm sorry. She unloads on Drake and says that she's always been in love with him. And he just sees her as an annoying little sister. And Drake says that her stepbrother sounds like a real idiot. And she can talk to him anytime she needs to. And that he likes her for way more than just sex stuff. She says that he's making her forget all about her stepbrother. And Drake confesses that it's been 10 years since he's had sex because he doesn't feel a real connection with anyone. They chat for an hour and a half and she thinks to herself that Drake makes her feel way better about herself than Garrett ever could. Yeah. Stupid Garrett. Fuck Garrett. We switch to Garrett's POV. After finding out that Mia's in love with him, his whole world is flipped upside down. The morning after their little conversation, he gets up and finds Mia sitting alone in the dining room. She glares at him and he asks if she's still mad at him and she ignores him. So he asks if she'll let him apologize, but she says no. He accuses her of being an exhibitionist and she says that he watched her in the shower so that makes him a voyeur so he has no room to talk. He tells her it sounds like they're a perfect match then and she tries to shut him down saying she's not doing this with him again but he gets really close to her and says that he doesn't want her virginity. He just wants to play with her a little bit and she asks what he means and he tells her that he wants her to show him what she shows the men on the campsite. He says he wants to spend the rest of the week getting whatever is going on between the two of them out of his system and then it can go back to how it was before. She says fine and he tells her to take a piece of the ice out of the glass that she's drinking from and touch herself with it starting with her chest. He pulls her bra to the side exposing her nipple and he's a hundred percent bricked up. (laughs) Oh yes he is. He asks how it feels as she drags the ice cube over her nipple and she says it's intense. (laughs) I mean it's cold I guess. Yeah it's an ice cube. He flips up her skirt and pushes her panties to the side and guides her hand to her clit. Is your pussy hot, Mia? I whisper in her ear. (laughs) (laughs) It's melting that ice fast, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's like all fold. It's it's warm down there. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's an ice cube. (laughs) She nods. I move my hand over hers. Feeling the water drip through her fingers as she swirls the ice cube over the warm folds of her cunt. Sliding my fingers through hers, I tease her delicate skin, remembering the tightness around my single digit last night when I slipped inside her. I'm losing it. Yeah, you are. He asks if it turns her on knowing someone could walk in and catch them, and she says yes. And someone being their literal parents. Yeah, Yeah, and that would be like literal trauma for them. Yes. Yeah, her poor cancer-riddled father (laughs) seeing his stepson defile his daughter. Yeah, 100%. She comes and he grabs what's left of the ice cube and pops it into his mouth. He drops to his knees and starts to eat her out and he guides her to sit on the counter and continues as she moans and he accidentally says, God, you taste so good, kitten. And that's what Drake calls her. But she doesn't seem to notice and comes against his tongue. I feel like I would notice that right away. I'd be like, whoa. Yeah. Excuse me? Would you call me? (laughs) We shouldn't have done that. She whispers as she's just realized she let her stepbrother lick her clit until she came. (gasps) Yep. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He kisses up her body and when he starts to kiss her lips, she doesn't return it. He thinks maybe trying to use the week to get this out of their system is going to blow up in his face, but this feels too good to quit. We switch to Mia's POV and as soon as they're done, her freaking dad walks into the kitchen, giving them barely enough time to grab her panties off the floor and pretend they weren't just doing brother sister oral (laughs) brother sister oral (laughs) did 
Did you make that up? I did. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a wordsmith. You are. His mom walks in right after and asks why there's water on the floor. And Garrett says that Mia must have dropped some ice and gives her a secret little wink. Garrett's mom asks Mia when she came home last night because she wasn't in her bed this morning. And Garrett cuts in saying she slept in his bed because she was too drunk to make it up the stairs. And he slept on the basement couch. And his mom tells him that he's such a good big brother. So sweet. Ew. 20 minutes later, Garrett and Mia's dad are each asleep on recliners in the living room. So Mia hangs out with Garrett's mom. Mia asks what she meant when she told Garrett she was happy to see he was running again. And his mom tells her that when he was younger, he'd get in these really dark, dark moods. But running seemed to help with it. Things were going well. But on Mia's 13th birthday, he disappeared for a week. And when they went to his apartment, dot, dot, dot. And she trails off and stops telling her the story, saying that it isn't her place to tell her this part. We switch to Garrett's POV. It's 3 a.m. and he can't sleep. He starts to go stir crazy because there's a storm outside so he can't go for a run and when he woke up from his chair nap Mia was in her room and stayed there for the rest of the evening. He looks up to see Mia standing in the doorway of his room and she crawls into bed with him. She asks if she can sleep with him tonight and he says of course. She rests her head on his chest and he's starting to wonder what the depths of his feelings are for her because this feels very natural and comfortable. They're both yawning and about to fall asleep when Mia reaches down and grabs his dick and Garrett tells her tomorrow. They'll play tomorrow. She agrees and they both fall asleep. The next day, Garrett takes Mia for a hike and Mia asks if he's having any regrets and he says, regrets about what? Getting frisky with my stepsister? No. (laughs) They always have to say stepsister. Stepbrother, stepsister. Always. Just in case you forgot, they are step siblings. <laughs> she asks him if he thinks their parents would be mad, and Garrett tells her that her dad would probably try to murder him if he found out. Reasonable. Yeah, very reasonable. <laughs> yes. He brings her deep into the woods to a secluded grove of trees and asks if she's ever touched herself in public before, and she smiles and says no. She pulls him by his pants and says she's tired of touching herself. She wants to touch him, but he says no. Nobody has touched his dick in 10 years, and he's not mentally prepared, but she reaches into his pants drops to her knees and grabs his dick and he can't even refuse anymore because it feels too good while my mind is going a mile a minute she suddenly gazes up at me and licks a wet circle around the bulging red head of my cock with her hands gripping my hips tightly she bobs her mouth up and down moaning and slurping her way through my reckoning god damn baby look at you i mumble staring down at her her big blue eyes gaze up at me tears pooling in them as she swallows me down my cock is down your throat mia it looks so fucking good from this angle i can't stop watching you my cock is down your throat yeah i fucking know (laughs) (laughs) i'm aware he's super close so he tells her to stop and open her mouth with her tongue out he puts his dick on top of her tongue and tells her not to move he just wants to look at her we both flinch at the sudden sound of voices from far away we wait her mouth still frozen as a couple walks up the trail behind me. I gaze down at Mia and put one finger to my lips as I ease my cock further into her mouth. The people are dangerously close now, and so am I. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. He starts to fuck her mouth and tells her he's going to come in her mouth. He has the best orgasm of his life, and he looks down to see Mia staring up at him with her tongue still out, covered in cum. He laughs and tells her she can spit it out, so she does, and he like hysterically laughs as she gags and spits. So it sounds like this might be her first blowjob. I think so. Okay. With her stepbrother. (laughs) Yeah. He picks her up off the ground and kisses her. And she says, sorry for not swallowing. She really wanted to, but she just couldn't do it. And he says, don't be sorry. That was so hot. And he's so proud of her. And they walk back (laughs) to the lake house. So so proud proud of of you. you. Good job spitting. 
We switch to Mia's POV. When they get back, she tells Garrett she's going to go shower. He asks if he can join, but she tells him they need to be more careful because their parents absolutely cannot find out about this. He opens the front door and yells for his mom, but there's no answer, so he immediately picks her up and starts making out with her as he carries her upstairs to the bathroom. They frantically undress each other, and they just stand and look at each other's naked bodies for a second, and Garrett says he can't believe this is happening before turning the shower on. Mia is nervous because she doesn't know if she's about to lose her virginity in the shower, and that seems like kind of a stressful place to lose it. He kisses her and pulls her into the shower, and he starts to stroke her clit and grabs the shower head off the wall, telling her to show him how she uses it. With our eyes locked, I move the warm spray down my body until the heat pummels my most sensitive spot. My stomach contracts and my spine curls as the breath forces itself out of my body. Leaning against the shower wall, I stare back at him, bringing myself closer to climax. His hand is wrapped around his cock and he's stroking it the same way I just was. But our eyes don't leave each other's. I can see him jacking himself in the periphery of my vision, but it's the look in his eyes I want. I want his most vulnerable, private expressions. I want to see into his soul. I'm so lost in the intensity of our eye contact that I'm practically sideswiped by the sudden onslaught of my orgasm knocking the wind right out of me. My muscles tighten and I cry out, grabbing onto Garrett for support as I'm knocked down over and over by the sensation. When I open my eyes, I watch the wet jets of his cum disappear into the spray of water. He grabs me and crashes our bodies together, kissing me hard. The shower head is hanging in my hand as I latch onto him, needing his touch, his kiss, his nearness. Oh, oh nearness. So sweet. Later that night, she logs into her cam girl site and starts to chat with Drake for a bit, who immediately asks about how things are going with her step bro. She tells him she doesn't really know, they're just keeping things physical, I guess. Drake doesn't respond immediately and she's worried that she's offended him. And Garrett walks into the room and asks what she's doing and she startles. He asks if she's on her little cam girl app and she tells him that's none of his business and goes back to her phone. Garrett starts dinking around on his phone and she gets a message from Drake saying that her stepbrother will never make her feel the way that he does. He writes another message that says, tell me kitten, did he make you come? And Mia replies and says, yes, are you jealous? And he says no and asks what he used to make her come. She says, his mouth and Drake says if I find myself between your legs I'm never coming up for air. She says that could be arranged and he replies that it's complicated. She looks up to see Garrett still on his phone and he asks her if she likes it and she's confused and he clarifies that he's asking about her job. Does she like what she does? She says sometimes and he asks if she'd ever meet one of those men in real life and she says of course not. Super taken aback that she feels like she's been caught but that's just not possible. How has she not put two and two together? I yeah. She's in this moment dumb. i'd be like who are you texting <laughs> yeah i'd be like what are you doing on your phone show me your phone right now let me see turn it around let me see that screen she asks if it bothers him knowing what she does and he says no any man who's upset by what she does is insecure and she deserves a man who knows that he doesn't own her body she asks which man he is and he says he's still working on it and walks out of the room we switch to garrett's pov it's the last night at the lake house and mia slips into garrett's bed the mood between us this week has been the mood of of a couple horny steps <laughs> a couple horny step siblings who can't help themselves and if that's what i am then oh wow i'm not ashamed so now you don't feel shame no 
Okay. No. The shame is gone. They start making out in the bed and Garrett climbs on top of Mia and starts dry humping her. Mia starts to come and Garrett tells her it's almost better than sex wanting her this much. He covers her mouth so their parents don't hear her screams and tells her she's so fucking beautiful as she comes down from her orgasm and immediately reaches into his pants. Then she strokes me fast, knowing that I'm so close already. Moments later, I'm pulling up the front of her long t-shirt and painting her chest white. The next day, Garrett's packing up his car to leave and kicking himself because he's made stuff with Mia entirely more complicated. She comes up to his car and tells him she's glad he came and he laughs and just like, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, I came. She asks if this is it or if they're going to keep doing this back at home. And he says, this is it. And she looks disappointed and says, okay. He looks around to make sure they're alone before he drags her to the wall of the house so they're out of sight and tells her since this is goodbye, he needs one more as he slams a passionate kiss against her lips. When they pull apart, she won't look at him as he walks back to his car. When he gets home, Mia texts Drake on the Cam Girl app and Garrett decides he's going to cut all ties and ghost her. After a while, he decides he needs to at least say goodbye, so he opens the message and it's just a picture of her smiling face. He decides to change tactics and slowly ease Drake out of her life because ghosting her would be rude. So he replies, hey beautiful, tell me about your day. We are in Garrett's POV. When he gets back to work, Emerson comments on how refreshed he's looking. And he's like, don't worry. I did not fuck my stepsister. She's a virgin. (laughs) Emerson and Hunter comment how that seems impossible, but don't understand what that has to do with anything. And Hunter's like, what the fuck is even going on? What do you mean stepsister? (laughs) Hunter's like, excuse me? (laughs) Fair. Fair. He gives Hunter a quick rehash of the situation. And then they quickly change the subject back to work. They call a company meeting and Garrett gives some ideas on how to fix the voyeur room since they did not do good while he was on vacation. They decide Drake will be having group sex in one of the rooms so regulars can watch. And for some reason, Hunter is mad. Like Hunter gets like irritated about it. And then they tell Garrett that VIP also had negative intake this month. So they need ideas for that to improve. He tells them maybe they should bring in porn stars or cam girls and have them do live shows or live streams. And everyone's like, okay, let's make it happen. Oh, and Garrett's like, I know somebody. <laughs> we switch to Mia's POV. She's doing her daily cam session with one of her regulars, Greg, and can't help but think that she doesn't want to do this anymore. But she's not sure if it's because of Drake or Garrett. She ends her video chat to a message from Drake and she immediately hops on to video chat with him and he asks what she would do if she were with him. I want you to bend me over your desk and hold me there while you do whatever you want to me. Touch me, kiss me, bite me, fuck me until I can't take it anymore. I want to fuck until we are so spent and tired that we can't even stand. I want more than just one hour, Drake. I want a thousand of them and I want all of them with you. Oh, big talk for a virgin. I know, bitch, you don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) She asks if he's hard for her and he replies, but it sounds oddly familiar and it makes her pause. And she's like, sounds a little bit too much like Garrett. You sound like my brother. Yeah, (laughs) my brother. But they continue to have phone sex and after she climaxes, she tells him she isn't sure how much longer she can do this. She wants to be in his life seriously and he just apologizes and says that he has to go. And so instead of crying herself to sleep for the rest of the day, she says, I'm going to go find one person to make me feel better. (gasps) 
Who? She shows up to Garrett's club. She's never been there. <gasps> she tells the secretary at the front of the club that Garrett's her brother and she needs to see him right this second. Hunter walks up in just that moment and recognizes her and she follows him. As Hunter is leading her somewhere, he tells her she'll bring something awesome to the club. So he's super glad Garrett called her and she has no idea what Hunter's talking about, but she goes along with it. He takes her to an office and tells her to wait while he goes and finds Garrett and naturally she does not listen. She leaves and starts wandering around. She goes up the stairs and through a door when she hears a yelp. So she opens another door to sneak in. I'm standing speechless on the perimeter of a room in the midst of an orgy. I don't really know how else to put it, but my eyes don't even need to focus for me to see what's happening here. So she walks in on one of the foyer rooms. She's confused by what she's seeing because she didn't think Garrett owned a sex club. She thought that he owned a nightclub, possibly a strip club. Okay. And then my favorite person walks up to her, Madam Kink. And she's like, are you lost since most people don't know how to get to the VIP room? And Mia introduces herself as one of the owner's sisters. And Madam Kink is like, I know you. Okay, let's go. (sighs) I'm going to switch to Madam Kink's actual name, which is Eden. Eden gives her a small tour of the VIP section and tells her about the meeting yesterday regarding the voyeur events and she is still confused eden knows now that garrett actually did not tell her anything so she's like why are you here if you're not here for the voyeur stuff why are you here yeah what are you doing mia says that she never got a call for any voyeur thing but she's only here for one thing and eden's like aren't you his sister stepsister she quickly corrects she's like that's my i'm i'm a stepsister no blood relation no (laughs) so then eden offers her a full tour of the facility and takes her into a particular room blood nearly drains out of my body as i stare at the sight before me the man is tied to the four corners of the bed face up with a blindfold over his eyes and a ball gag in his mouth in one hand he is holding something white clutched in his fingers he can literally not move or speak as this woman rides the ever loving shit out of him and i'm not hallucinating they are literally fucking it's not some weird strip club show or bdsm presentation they are fucking fully fucking eden takes her further down the hallway and they stop in front of another room but when she looks down the hallway she meets garrett's angry blue eyes what are you doing here yeah (laughs) he's like what the fuck we switch to Garrett's POV. He grabs her and tosses her out of the hallway and he demands to know what she's doing here. And that's finally when he notices what she's wearing and she looks like a prostitute. She's in a short, short dress with her makeup all done up. Oh, girl. Just as she's about to yell at him, he grabs her hair and slams his mouth to hers. She immediately stops fighting and when the kiss breaks, she remembers that she's mad at him. I forgot I was mad at you. He asks her again why she's there and she says because she wants him to fuck her. So he grabs her and carries her to a room with mirrors and says it's her last chance to back out. She kisses him frantically and he has his answer. Before I know it, we're both naked and I'm climbing over her body with my swollen dick between us. I'm ready. To- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> swollen. I hate that. <laughs> I don't ever want to hear a hard dick described as swollen. A big swollen wiener. <laughs> I'm running against her. My shaft seeking out the comfort of her body like it knows where it belongs. Those beautiful thick thighs are tight around my waist and I'm resting comfortably in the warmth of her legs. When I dip my finger between her folds, I find her dripping and it makes me moan so low and loud against her neck that I'm practically growling. (laughs) 
she begs for him to fuck her and he comes to the realization that Mia has always been his and everything that has happened in their lives has led to this point. And I'm like, hey, what? How? <laughs> what do you mean? I knew from a minute I met you. You're mine. Okay, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> I slide the head of my cock just a few inches into her wet heat, watching her face as I do. She flinches when I reach resistance and her gaze focuses on the mirrored ceiling behind me. I freeze. The head of my cock just barely pressed inside her. Mia, I say, bringing her attention to my face. Eyes on me. That's the name of the book. Oh my god, that's crazy. Those beautiful blue eyes I've known for almost half my life gaze into my soul with only trust as I thrust my cock in, piercing her tightness and sliding until I'm all the way inside. What is up with these men piercing through hymens like it's just a piece of paper? He's like, you're not a virgin anymore, little sister. (laughs) (laughs) You're soiled. (laughs) (laughs) He pauses a moment to let her adjust and then she's begging for him to fuck her hard and he delivers until they both come. I'm like, it's her first time. I know for a fucking fact my first time I was not begging for that. No. I think I was waiting for it to end. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm done. 30 seconds in. All all done. All done. We're finished. This is great. Bye. (laughs) We switch to Mia's POV. They're on their third round in the mirror room. Wow. Virgin goes crazy. Yeah. (laughs) You look so good taking my cock, he says with a groan, gripping my hips tightly in his fingers. I could watch this all day. Don't stop, I scream, reaching down to touch myself. With just a few circular strums of my clit and his relentless pounding, I come undone. He's not far behind, slamming in once, twice, three more times before he groans loudly and fills me for the third time tonight. Good God. They <laughs> they be they do be fucking. <laughs> they yeah. do be. Once they finish and she cleans up a bit, she asks about the event that everyone thinks he called her about. She asks if she's performing and he kindly reminds her that she won't perform because she is his stepsister. Yeah, that would be That's weird. Inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> That's crossing a line. (laughs) There's something about him calling me that that has my stomach doing flips, and I'm not proud of that. I probably shouldn't like the idea of being his stepsister and fuck buddy at the same time, but I do like it. I guess I just like the idea of meaning more to him than just another girl. I mean, yeah, you are just more than just another girl. You're his stepsister. She's not just my girlfriend. She's also my stepsister. (laughs) It's not weird. You're making it weird. It's not weird. (laughs) He tells her he'll take her home now, but to his home, and she agrees, but he needs to talk to Emerson first. So while she waits for him, a tall, hot, blonde man says, have a good night, and she sees Garrett walking up looking a little worried. I knew that Drake was going to come into play because I knew he's going to he's gonna be like, hey, I'm Drake, and she's going to be like, Drake. And then he's Garrett's going to be like, no, no, no. No, no, that's my stepsister. Don't talk to her. Oh, no. She wakes up the next morning to Garrett kissing and sucking her breasts and going down her body. God, I'm so glad I decided to go to his club last night. And that's the only thought in my head as he runs his tongue from my ass all the way up to my clit. He does that a couple more times until it becomes too intense. You're going to get a UTI. Yeah. Yeah. Ass mouth. He says, here, have some E. coli in your vagina. (laughs) Badussy. Ew, (laughs) She comes and she quickly yanks him up so she can kiss him and take his pajama pants down. Pajama pants? Yeah, he's wearing pajama pants. (laughs) 
The least unsexy thing. The least unsexy, so the most sexy. Shelby loves pajama pants. No. The opposite way. Nope, you said what you meant. <laughs> Shelby loves a man in pajama pants. Nice flannel set. This really gets me going. Yeah. <laughs> he fucks her until he comes, and then they both relax afterwards, and he asks her help for the Boyer event, and they agree to meet at the club later, and she leaves. When she gets home, she goes on her cam app to tell Drake that she can't do this with him anymore because her and her stepbrother took their relationship <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving you for my stepbrother. <laughs> hey, we can't do this anymore. Me and my stepbrother are getting pretty serious. <laughs> He totally understands, but he needs to send her a gift so she can use it with her stepbrother. (laughs) So she gives him her P.O. box and he sends her something. What could it be? What do you think it is? I think it's a sex toy. What kind? Mm, I'm going to say like a suction cup dildo. (laughs) (laughs) Good guess. Good guess. Garrett never ended up texting her that night to meet up at the club. So she shows up at his house in the morning with coffee. He tells her she's annoying, but then he shows her the girls that he's been looking at for the voyeur event. And he's like, I can't decide. These are not what the club is looking for. She tells him that they should invite the performers to be members because it will be a big event just for them and they can use the rooms but to treat the performers like vip so when they inevitably love the club they actually become members and they tell their fans when they're like doing all their cam stuff about it later on and he thinks it's a wonderful idea later she gets the gift from drake she lets him know on the cam app that she received it and he wants her to show it to him so she hops on the video and opens the package first i tear the tape keeping the box closed and pull out a prettier box inside this one has a black ribbon that i pull to open the lid as i peel it open my breath catches on the glass dome shaped with a bright gem on one end and pointed at the other end (gasps) it's an anal plug oh okay she tells him that she just had sex for the first time so she's not gonna try anal and he says that she doesn't have to try it just to try something new for her stepbrother because it will make her feel really good as well being a real wingman for her stepbrother how'd she not caught on she has hardly any life experience so yeah she's been with her parents the whole time she's 23 that's true that's true we switch to garrett's pov he's at the club going over the new event plans with emerson when mia shows up she's looking hot and he hopes that she's wearing the little present that drake sent Emerson follows him out so he can introduce Mia to Charlie and Garrett is pissed but it looks like they are already beat to it because Eden and Charlie are at the bar with Mia. He pulls Mia away to room 28. Not room 28. What's in 28? A lot of shit. Standing in the doorway, she gasps as she sees what I consider the most physically adventurous room we have. In the corner, a swing hangs from the ceiling. The bed is more of a platform, firmer than the rest, to allow for more controlled movement while still being comfortable. There are pillows but no blankets, and the restraints aren't discreet on this one. Above the platform are bars and handles built strong enough to withhold a person's weight. Along the side of the room are more pieces of sex furniture, some that take a good deal of imagination to figure out. But I watch Mia's eyes dance around the room, her pupils dilating with anticipation. Whoa. Yeah. As soon as the door closes, they attack each other and he pulls her underwear off, but she stops him and she says, I have something to show you. <laughs> Look at my butt. Look at my little bedazzled bum. <laughs> I'm on my knees in front of her as she delicately spins and bends at the waist, completely naked and revealing a teal gem wedged between her porcelain cheeks. <laughs> 
cheeks. Her <laughs> cheeks. He tells her that he can't wait for her to ride his cock, but she's going to ride his face first. And then he lays on the bed and pulls her on top. Of her hips start to grind. And I notice the way she keeps lifting herself up, only to have my arms pull her back down. I lift her up long enough to give myself enough room to talk. Mia, when I said sit on my face, I meant sit on my fucking face. She grips the headboard as her weight settles. And I lap hungrily at her delicious pussy, watching her various expressions with each suck, nibble, and lick until all the tail tail signs of her impending orgasm are obvious. Then I go in for the kill, sucking on her clit so hard she's screaming as her body is locked in multiple tremors of pleasure. Then I go in for the kill. (laughs) (laughs) He then slides her down to his dick and he starts to fuck her and tells her to use him to make herself come. As she's doing this, he asks if he can record this for himself later because it's too hot not to and she says yes. So he makes his own little home video and she comes again. He then tells her to lift up and he proceeds to thrust up hard and fast until he comes. We switch to Mia's POV. She told Garrett she was going to go home, but it's two in the morning and she's sitting at the club bar messaging Drake. She's telling him how they can't talk anymore and she isn't sure if she wants to continue cam girl work either. And he says that she shouldn't. Her stepbrother probably doesn't want her to either. He's like, not that I would know, but I don't think he wants you to keep doing this. No, I really, I really like this guy. I think I know him well. I don't think he'd want you to do this. (laughs) No. A silver fox approaches and asks to buy her a drink, but the bartender lets him know that she's with Garrett. He backs off, but still sits next to her and introduces himself as Ronan. And I don't know if you'll remember, but Ronan is like the guy that was placing all the bets on Charlie when she did the like auction on the stage and is like her dad's coworker or whatever. Oh, Oh, okay. Yes, I do remember that. The one that narked her out. They talk for a bit before he leaves for the night but not before he gives her a little bit of parting advice he tells her love isn't shit it's not worth a damn thing but time attention priority those things are real and until a man gives you those don't give him the time of day beautiful now don't tell garrett i said that like i said i like him hold it to it though what do you mean by that Ronan? yeah what do you what's your goal here i don't know but i feel like it's important because why else would he fucking say it seems shysty ronan when he leaves she realizes that she has been too accommodating to Garrett and asks the bartender how she goes about renting a room, a voyeur room, alone. Oh. Because she's like, you know what? Ronan's right. I give all this man my attention and I keep chasing him. And what do I get in return? So she wants to go in the voyeur room by herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she's like, fuck Garrett. I can do what I want. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, not wrong. She gets a room with plenty of toys and starts to do what she does best, whether or not Garrett finds out. She has one voyeur at her window and she strips and grabs a toy. On the lowest setting, I graze the vibration over my right breast, letting the hum wake up my bloodstream, causing my thighs to clench. Letting my head hang back, I slide the silicone down over my belly and just tease my clit with a delicate touch. Even on the lowest setting, this toy is effective. So she then takes her bra off and puts on nipple clamps per request of the woman watching. So her voyeur is a woman and she's like pointing to the things that she wants Mia to use. When she gets them on and looks up, she sees there are more outlines of people outside the window now. So she goes to the bed and puts the toy on her clit to get started. My panties stay on as I increase the intensity of the vibrator, pressing it harder against my clit and falling back onto the mattress. The sensation of the clamps and the eyes and the vibration quickly becomes too much and 
soon, I'm soaring through clouds of euphoria. When I finally pull the vibrator away from my body, I have to lie still on the bed and wait for my heartbeat to slow down before I stand. When I finally rise from the bed, I'm practically on top of the world, buzzing with excitement and pride. Then, without warning, the door to the room swings open and I'm left staring at a furious-looking Garrett. Why, Garrett? Mind your own business, Garrett. We switched to Garrett's POV. Hunter was the one to alert him of Mia when he was in his office on a business call, so he hurried to the room, and when he got there, his dick has never been that hard. He also noticed that every single person watching couldn't look away like she was an art form. But as soon as she comes down from her orgasm, his caveman self takes over. He steps into the room and kisses her hard. He tells her to turn around so he can fuck her, but she challenges him and tells him only if he keeps the viewing curtains open, but he says no and he closes them. I spin her around and shove her top half against the bed. Her panties come off in a rough swipe and I press my eager cock against her cunt, already wet with her own orgasm, making it easy to thrust inside her. The moment her heat swallows my cock, I let out a deep groan of satisfaction. And then he continues to fuck her hard and fast until his orgasm slams into him violently. This pussy is mine, Mia. All fucking mine. You should see how well it takes my cock. Yes, she says again. I don't want anyone looking at it, touching it, or even fucking thinking about it. Understand? Yes! She screams for a third time as I thrust so hard the bed shifts. I'm pounding relentlessly, our bodies slapping in a quick, rough cadence. I'm not fucking her to savor it or prolong it. I'm fucking her to claim her. I want to fill you up, I mumble against her mouth. I want you so full of my cum, it drips out of you forever. Garrett, she whimpers as I kiss her again. I want to fuck you whenever I want, and I want you to take that fucking IUD out so I can really pump you full, Mia. Oh, get it all up in there. Garrett. He quickly pulls out of her and is wondering why the fuck he just said that. And they silently get dressed. Yeah. Too far. Too far. Too far. Yep. He's on his run the next day thinking about everything with Mia when she calls. Her dad is on the way to the hospital. He collapsed at work and he tells her that he's on his way and he literally runs to the hospital. It was like three miles. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't go home or anything first. He just runs to the hospital. Does he not own a car? He's on a run. Oh. He goes to the waiting room where Mia runs to him and clings onto him and he notices his mom watching them but he can't feel bad about it because he only wants to comfort her sometime later they all learn that paul will be okay he's getting surgery but his mom is still staring at the way him and me are interacting after a while they get to see paul and garrett realizes he's been missing love from his life for a long time as he's watching all of them be a family and he continues to isolate himself so he excuses himself mia ends up following him and they go back to his house for some rest they shower and he's making them something to eat when she asks what they are especially after last night unless he didn't mean what he said but he promises that he meant it he agrees to give a relationship with her a shot and then they kiss and he knows that he needs to come clean about drake and the cam girl app but he decides not today they eat their food and fall asleep and when he wakes up sometime later he brings his mom dinner to the hospital paul is sleeping so his mom takes advantage of that and starts a heavy conversation she knows mia has been seeing someone since the lake house but she just never would have guessed that it would be her own son Garrett. Ah! 
and he says that he wants to throw up. He feels so guilty, but his mom says to stop. They aren't actually related and they are very natural together. She just is more surprised because she thought Garrett didn't like Mia. She also tells him to be nice to Mia and actually open up about his demons because if he doesn't, then he's going to push her away and Mia will never forgive him. So she's like, okay with the In what world? No, no, ma'am. We switch to Mia's POV. She wakes up and Garrett isn't there, but there's a buzzing noise at the door. She goes to answer it and it's the tall blonde man from a couple days ago at the club. He brought them dinner and then flowers for her dad. And the flowers are from Hunter and Isabel. And she's like, what's your name? Since we've never actually met. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. My name's Drake. I'm a contractor for the club. And she's like, oh, what? And he's like, are you are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Um, Have we met before? And he's like, no, I don't think so. And then Garrett walks in. She puts the pieces together very quickly by the way Garrett looks staring at her and Drake. Drake leaves and she excuses herself and goes to grab her phone and opens a chat with Drake, sends him a message, and hears Garrett's phone being in the other room. Ah! Also, who doesn't leave their phone on silent? My phone's always on silent. She is now fucking mad and he tries to explain, but she wants to leave. And as she goes to leave, she tells him that she's always wanted him more than he's wanted her. We fast forward two weeks. Her dad got out of the hospital and she put all her focus and energy into taking care of him. It's also been two weeks since she's spoken to Garrett and their mom knows something is up but hasn't pried and she's still really pissed at him. She knows the voyeur event is this weekend and wants to go but she's like, I don't want to be around him yet. So she joins her dad on the patio for some sunshine and he wants to know why she hasn't been with Garrett. She tries to lie but he tells her to stop. He knows everything his mom told him and he just wants her to be happy. That would never happen happen no he said he did say he's like it's a little weird but like as long as you're happy like cool her phone rings later and it's eden eden tells her she heard about the voyeur room experience and tells her that she has always wanted to do that but was too nervous so mia is amazing and hot obviously and she wants her to come back to the club to perform this weekend which i was like madam kink has never done the voyeur room yeah that's weird she's like that's too kinky for me yeah (laughs) wow mia tells her that she can't because of her fight with garrett but eden's like he hasn't been here in a whole week i think you're fine and something about this doesn't sit right with mia but she tells her that she'll see them later tonight we switch to garrett's pov and he is having a very difficult time the only other time his depression has been this bad was 10 years ago and he does not want a repeat of that so he tries to go to the bathroom to get ready for work but doesn't have the energy and just goes back to bed and then we get a garrett pov 10 years ago he's late to mia's birthday party and his mom is pissed he's still hungover and in last night's clothing when he goes to the backyard it's clear that no one wants him there by all the dirty looks he's getting especially from mia he goes to the kitchen to eat some food alone when 13 year old mia confronts him for being an ass to showing up at her party like this and then she leaves the kitchen his mom asks him to leave since he's in a bad mood and he tells her that he wouldn't want to ruin her perfect new family anyway Anyway, so he goes to his apartment to drink some more. He doesn't show up for work and he gets down on the dumps and makes a bad decision, not because he wants to die, but because he doesn't want to live like this anymore. And he overdoses. We switch back to Garrett present day. It's morning and someone's knocking at his door. He gets up to go see who it is and it's Emerson. He opens the door and Emerson wants to know what the fuck was up with his text last night and he has no idea what Emerson's talking about and the texts read, I quit. I'm sorry. I'll sell you my portion of the company. Emerson tells him he's not quitting and to get his 
shit together because the club needs him and so does he. Garrett tells him to get the fuck out and Emerson's like, not leaving without you. So I'll either sit here and hang out or you can get your fucking shit ready and go to the club with me. What a nice friend. Honestly, Emerson that is, is such a very good, good friend. friend. He like does his dishes and stuff. He's like, your yeah. house is destroyed. Let me do these fucking dishes for you. That's so nice. Yeah, Garrett goes to get showered and cleaned up and he comes back out to Emerson cleaning his apartment. They have a heart to heart and he feels a little bit better and feels good about like where him and Emerson stand because he never thought that people noticed when he would get in these episodes and Emerson's like, I noticed I was just waiting for you to like reach out, but I'm done waiting for you. Like now I'm going to fucking take care of you. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Oh, Emerson. I know. A He's such guy. a daddy. He is a daddy. That's the paternal <laughs> instincts kicking <Yeah>. in. <laughs> when they get to the club, it is absolutely transformed. The main area is the new voyeur hall for the night. All of his friends are there and look to be having a good time. Isabel asks if he's going to the main stage because she looks beautiful. And he's like, who looks beautiful? Little sis. Emerson apologizes for lying and leaves him to watch Mia on the stage. The bed that she lays on is rotating on the stage as she touches herself and as he watches he snaps and goes up there. She demands to know what he is doing and he says I'm reminding you who you belong to and then he kisses her. She pushes him away and goes to get off the stage but he stops her and begs for her to let him make it up to her. Everyone's just watching this like yeah marital spat. They're like is this part of the show? They're like this is supposed to be sexy. (laughs) I feel uncomfortable. This is new. Please, kitten, I whisper, let me show you how sorry I am. My touch grazes the moist skin of her cunt. (laughs) And she excels slowly as her eyes drift closed. He's like, let me touch your pussy. Look, I'm sorry. You forgive me? (laughs) I'm sorry. But I catfished you. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) She says, okay, but he needs to start undressing. He tries to ignore the audience behind him, but he does what she says. And when he is completely naked, she grabs his wrists and pushes them on the bed and binds him to it. Aren't they rotating as well? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fighting and spinning. I'm thinking of the bed in Austin Powers. Yeah. Oh, like, do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> do you remember what you bought me? She asks in a wicked teasing tone. My mind scrambles. What did I buy her? When the light catches the metal in her hand, my mouth goes dry. Oh, fuck. <gasps> She's going to put it up his ass, isn't she? You're sorry? Prove it. She asks if he's okay with it, and he's like, I trust you. So she makes him turn around and bend over. Why would you trust her? She's had sex, like, four times. I know. Don't trust her with your ass. It's not about humiliation, Garrett. It's about vulnerability. She lets go of my cock, and I hear the snap of her opening the bottle of lube. I wait with anticipation as she continues. It's liberating, isn't it? Knowing they want you. that they want to see you feel good, that they want your pleasure as much as you do. She's right. It's exhilarating. And my cock is throbbing just from the thought of being watched. Then I feel her press the warm metal between my cheeks, slowly easing it into place. (laughs) And a guttural moan escapes my body. My mind goes blank as the plug nudges my prostate. (laughs) I'm just picturing him like on his hands and knees being like, okay. (laughs) She's asserting her dominance. Yeah, it's liberating, isn't it? You like it, don't you? Makes you feel good. (laughs) Do you feel like a man? (laughs) He starts to beg for her to fuck him, and she laughs and tells him to apologize. And I was like, 
that is so mean. Oh my god. He does profusely, so she spins him back around and gives him a blowjob, and he climaxes faster than he's ever climaxed before. We switch to Mia's POV. She takes the plug out and unstraps him, and once he's free, he is absolutely feral. He grabs her and puts her underneath him. He starts to eat her out, but stops when she's close to peaking, and then just edges her until finally he gives her what she wants. He's hard again, and then he shoves into her, and they fuck rapidly until both of them are coming, and then the lights go out on the stage. I forgot they were on stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh my god. Oh my Everyone god. watched the owner of the club get a plug up the ass. Honestly. Didn't, like, hate As he's fuck. like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, stepsis. <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> the crowd is mostly gone. It's 3 a.m. and she finds everyone at the bar after cleaning herself up. Charlie tells her that she was amazing and Garrett wants to take her home. She agrees and when they head home, they make food and relax. After they eat, she asks about his depression and he opens up and he's honest. She apologizes that he was alone for so long and he says it's okay and that she brings him peace just like his mom told him and she helps him a lot and he promises to do better than what he did earlier. He says that he's never even been diagnosed too, so he's just been raw dogging being like, it sounds almost like he's like bipolar because he'll have manic episodes and then depression yeah. And he's just raw dog in life like that. Yep. Yeah. He's like, baby, I've never been diagnosed. <laughs> he's like, I'm a, I'm a man. He's like, I don't <laughs> want to talk to anyone about this. I don't want to take anything for this. I will just suffer through. Just ride through the waves, baby. I'm going to fight for my fucking life. Okay. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> we are in our epilogue. Every night, Mia performs in the voyeur hall. And I was like, every goddamn yeah, every night. night. Every night. I mean, her schedule's probably opened up because is she still camming at this point? No, I think she's just doing the voyeur stuff. Yeah, she's got to work her nine to five. Yeah. Working nine to five. It's 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. There you go. Just fucking yourself. <laughs> he doesn't storm in there anymore, but he does love to watch with the crowd. And they've never had crowds before when people were performing. They've had like small groups, but now there are like actual crowds. In the three months since the stage incident, he's been dragged into the voyeur room a couple times but he still prefers to watch they leave the club after she finishes with her shift i don't know what you would call it <laughs> she clocks out <laughs> all right i came done <laughs> and done and Whew. they have something very important to do do you know what the important thing is riley i don't at all well in case you were wondering he's already proposed to her but he just didn't have a ring what you know what's cool though she's not gonna have to change her last name <gasps> she's not wait yes she is yes she is <laughs> Yes, she what? is. Because her dad. It's her dad. Yeah. But she'd be oh, married. right. Okay, you're right. <laughs> I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Damn, she still has to sit in that social security office. Yes. <laughs> he did not have a ring at the time that he proposed, and he did not. He did not get down on one knee. He was looking at her opening the curtains of the apartment. was like, you want to get married? Oh, what a dream. Intimate. Intimate and sweet. The day every girl dreams of. They pull up to the restaurant and meet their parents, and they are about to tell them that they're engaged. Everyone is happy, but his mom's a little upset they're not telling them that they're pregnant. So there's that. Oh, they're not blood related. They're not blood related. <laughs> Just come out with like a little flipper baby. <laughs> God, some hills have eyes shit. Yeah. <laughs> we then go to our two year epilogue. They are in Japan for their anniversary. He's given her four orgasm and tells her he needs one more. And then he preps her for a surprise. She sees the lube in his hand and a vibrator next to him. And she informs him that is not how babies are made. But he doesn't care. He's pumped her so full of cum this week 
they can switch it up. <laughs> oh. And then he gets lube on his dick and starts to push it into her asshole. Yep, they're doing anal. <gasps> Anel! Sitting back up, he hooks my legs over his arms and presses his cock into me, sliding past the ring of muscle until I'm <laughs> overwhelmed by his new feeling of fullness. And when he starts to move, a low growl emits from his chest, staring down at the place where he's fucking me. Fuck, baby. I wish you could see this. It's so fucking hot. My filthy little kitten. My knees part even more, his cock picking up speed, and I practically levitate off the bed. This feels like <laughs> nothing we've ever done before, even with the plug, which we've both used since that first time. That part really stuck with me, because, like, you're sharing a butt plug. <laughs> Just get a second one. Honestly, they're not that expensive. He's rich. Yeah. Like, no, I want your ass juices in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> this is like all of the best sensations rolled into one. Forget fireworks and climaxes. My body is one giant explosion of pleasure. Get it, girl. They both come and he cleans her off and then climbs into bed and holds her stomach. They both want a baby so badly and it hasn't happened yet, but she's not too mad because there's too many kinky things she wants to try with him still. They say I love you and they fall asleep then you can't try kinky things when you have a baby no i guess not that's strictly socks on lights off missionary eyes closed okay only after you've showered noted yes yes (laughs) (laughs) and that's the end that's That's the end end. okay that was a story how many red pepper emojis do you give it i think i would give it four okay yeah Yeah. okay solid four because the smutty stuff was smutty when you take out the reminder of the step siblings (laughs) yeah they definitely remember mind you a lot they do i liked the forbidden aspect i don't think it necessarily needs to be step siblings but i do like a good forbidden romance yeah Yeah. it's not bad age gap's fine i don't care about age gap that's whatever i just can't get past like the awkwardness of them knowing each other since she was a child child. yeah and her parents are like oh my god we love it shipping so happy for you And Riley, do you think Garrett is sexy? I don't picture Garrett sexy. I'm not Riley, obviously, but like Emerson is way hotter than Garrett to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so, too. All right. So next week, we're going to be telling Riley all about Pen Pal by JT Geisinger. Uh-huh. And we're going to have Riley look at the cover and give us her best guess on what it may be about. We have a beefed up man on the front. He's tattooed. He looks like a bad boy. I feel like it's going to be some type of like maybe. So it's like Pen Pal right i think maybe he's gonna be in prison and he writes oh. letters to his lover okay and then he gets out of prison and they meet but he's still a bad boy right yeah okay i like it was i close that's a good guess no <laughs> <laughs> all right well if you liked this episode make sure you rate review and subscribe follow us on instagram and facebook at smut up and listen podcast and on tiktok at smut up and listen Tell your friends, but not your mom. And we'll see you later, you horny little rats. <laughs>